everyone. Welcome back or welcome to an all new episode of the 20% podcast. This is a show where we bring you tips and tricks from industry professionals across all industries that you could implement in your current job today. I'm your host, Tyler Meckis, and I am so excited for today's conversation. Today's guest is a an all around good dude, first and foremost. He is he has won. He's a state wrestling coach of the year three times, Delaware physical education teacher of the year, high school teacher of the year. He's won numerous state championships as a coach, and now he's actually on his own entrepreneurial journey with his venture called Win the Day Planner, which we're going to be jumping into here as well. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming the master of mindset and positive habits, Mr. Dan Rigby. Coach Dan, Coach Rigby, how are you? I'm good, Tyler. Thank you for, uh, that was the best introduction I've ever had, uh, all those great uh, accolades that I, I, you know, it was nice to hear those things, but uh, it's, it's, <laughs> that was nice. I should just have you travel around with me everywhere we go. You know what? You know what? I could just give me a microphone and I'm happy to walk around. Or yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. Um, anyway, well, Dan, obviously you're super accomplished. And I think, it, you know, our stories align really well of why I wanted to have you on the show, because, you know, you're all about mindset, positive habits, and goal setting. Those are all things. And you're primarily working with some of these college and, and high school students, which we'll, we'll get into later on as well. But the thing that I'd love most about what you're doing is you're helping people with positive habits, with getting a mindset correct at that young age and really trying to set that foundation up for their future success. Um, I know that we both agree um, that people aren't getting enough of that type of training or experience or nobody's really coaching them from maybe that 16 to 20 something year old outside of what their um, what their uh, sport coaches is. So that's what I'm really excited to talk about what you're doing there, but we'll, we'll get there. Before we jump into that, Dan, uh, let's hear a little bit more about your foundation as, a, as a, uh, maybe a high school student. What were some of your first jobs like? What were you like as a kid? And and maybe some of those stories up until you're like, I want to go to University of Delaware and I want to study history. What was yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's really fundamental in who I am today. Uh, I wasn't always this way. And, and I'll, say, I'll say that to say this. In high school, I was very regimented. I wrestled in high school. I was very uh, focused. I was very routine oriented. I was very structured. Uh, and I was extremely hardworking, right? It was kind of a rite of passage in our family to go work for my uncle, who's a bricklayer, and we were the we were the laborers. And that it was like that taught you hard work. And uh, while my friends were, you know, selling ice cream at the local country club, I was making concrete and getting yelled at seven days a week, not five days a week, not four days a week. At 15 years old, I was working seven days a week in the summertime. But that's just who I was, and and that's uh, that's kind of what. Uh, I embodied. And uh, it's funny, though, because I had to make the decision in high school whether I was going to go to college to wrestle or not. And I was a pretty good college, high school wrestler, but I wasn't great. And I made a decision not to wrestle in college. And one of the things that uh, that really has driven me in this new endeavor is I realized that my identity was so wrapped up in what I was doing rather than who I was. Uh, I was Dan the wrestler in high school. And then when I went to college at the University of Delaware, that was taken. I was not really a wrestler anymore. And I was kind of in limbo, right? My my um, my strategies and my routines and uh, what I had done for years was kind of gone. And I had all this downtime and freedom. And um, I, I, in the absence of that, sometimes negativity filled it, right? I wasn't structuring my time the right the right way I wasn't sleeping appropriately a lot like a lot of college kids but um it it 
took me several years to figure that out. And I look back at that time now and I say, I missed, I missed an opportunity to improve myself the way that I should in high school. Um, and you know, I, I came around, I figured it out. Uh, I got a job, everything was good, but like, that was a really big aha moment for me that when I lost that structure and that routine and those healthy habits that I had developed for a long time, uh, I kind of lost who I was and that wasn't a good thing. Um, so university of Delaware, I graduate. And, uh, the cool thing was I started coaching right away and I'm like, I can make a difference in young adults lives, um, through the sport of wrestling. And that's what I wanted to do. And I want to teach and, uh, I've been coaching now, or I was coaching for almost 20 years. And that's kind of uh, the path that got me to where I was and the path that where I am now, if that makes sense. So no, I absolutely love that. And there's so much to dive into as well. You said there was going to be a lot of content that would come out of this thing. <laughs> if we can stop talking about any of the future topics and yeah. just dive into these things. But the first one that I have to, I was going to ask you when you're saying I was focused, routine and structured. And then you said where you learned it. My dad is a brick mason as well. And I was doing uh, a lot so of it. those same yeah. types of things of setting up scaffold and getting things prepared. But you learn not only hard work, but how to work with customers, how to upsell, how to just be in business as well. So I think, and, and not, and you mentioned in your uncle's business as well, my dad and, and my uncle who's, who has passed away since, um, some of my best memories were working with them. So even when they're, even when they're busting your tail on what you're doing, like, those memories are things that you probably still hold with you. And I think that uh, if nothing else, besides the hard work and motivation and everything else, it's great to have some of those other family moments in there as well. But Absolutely. now let's, let's talk about, uh, cause you mentioned before that you, that you had developed those, you lost some of those skills that you developed in high school, but I would argue to say that you were in a framework in high school that, that allowed you to have those habits, like being in high school sports, it's very structured and rigid and, People are telling you what to do. So then when you went to college, you you didn't have that framework. So you're kind of like, I don't know how I'm going to handle myself, right? Talk to me about what that looks like as well. I mean, because it it directly ties to what you're doing now because you're trying to be that framework where people learn. But what was that process look like? How did you finally come around to getting back into some of those habits? What did that, that final realization of like, I need to do this or I need to get back into this or, or whatever that may be. How did you maybe snap out of the, I need to get on a path, right? Yeah. So it's funny you say that. And, and, and I, I think the word framework and systems are, are kind of interchangeable. I, my, my systems in high school were, well, number one, you have your family there and you have your routine of, you have to be at school at a certain time and you have lunch at a certain time and you have practice and you got to maintain your weight. So when you get to get to college, those things are gone. And that's part of the learning process. That's part of the growing process. Like, you know, that safety net's pulled out just a little bit from you and you have to figure this out. And I just didn't figure it out. And, you know, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, I, I got a teaching job right out of college. And I, I, I was coach, I was a head coach at, at the age of 22. And when I look back at my first couple of years as a head coach, I don't think I really had it figured out yet. I thought, I think that I was the guy that I wanted to be and not the guy that my athletes needed me to be. And once that flipped in my brain that I needed to turn into the person that they needed, then these healthy habits and things started developing in me internally because I had to be a better version of myself because you can't give what you don't have. Right. And I couldn't give those athletes what they deserve if I didn't have it internally right now at that moment. So 
I, I cringe when I look back at some of those years and I'm like, I, I wasn't the guy that they needed. I didn't have as simple as this. My practices weren't structured. Uh, I didn't have a big picture, like this overarching idea of where I wanted my program to go. I was just kind of day by day. But then when I look at this, I'm like, this is a lot of our students today. This is a lot of our teenagers today. They live in the here and now without this idea of what's the bigger picture? Where does this little like micro habit, this micro cosm, like what, what, how does this play into this bigger picture? And, but even at 23, 24, 25 years old, I wasn't that guy. Um, and funny enough, when I became that guy, success followed. When the process got better, the outcomes got better. Um, and so by year by year four, I had really, year three, I had really figured it out. Year four of coaching, I had really figured it out. And um, not to say that I was the best coach, but I had at least my systems were in place again, and I was a better version of myself. My athletes benefited from it. So uh, it, it's, it's full circle. And uh, it, it, those things, it's just funny how those things happen. Yeah, it's I mean, you're learning along the way as your students are, too. And I think that, um, right, like you, you always say, like if you're like you need to be a healthy eater or, or somebody's not going to listen to your healthy habits. Right. So you had to be that person that's I'm going to show them that I'm here at 6 a.m. or that I could wake up and I could get this done or whatever the case is. You're again, that that's showing. Um, now, there's a couple other things you mentioned your coach for for 20 years and that you those first couple of years were really foundational to that to that success there. Um, what's your biggest lesson? You know, because, you know, obviously coaching you work, you primarily work with just like high school and college. Athletes, right. Yeah, right? Yeah. So and, and you're obviously you're, you're teaching PE for high school students. So you're you're around them all the time. What would you say the biggest area of um, improvement that some of these um, these kids have seen or, or maybe even like if you're like oh, this this person had a huge growth from the, their freshman year to their senior year because they did A, B, and C, right? Yeah. Like what, from a coach's perspective, because um, I think that there's a lot that you learn from business and life and, and everything in mm -hmm. general from this. So what was that big coaching, the biggest lessons that you learned from coaching? Yeah, um, so, so for me, it was, it, it kind of happened again in that year three. Year three is when I started to figure it out um, and, I, and it paid dividends in year four, but it was really, when I started investing in the process and getting my athletes to understand that we're going to be a process oriented program and not a results oriented program. And I think that's more important now than ever, because again, um, we want in everything we have is very instant in this world, right? We can send a text message to a friend. We don't have to go knock on their door and have a conversation with people. Uh, you don't have to see if their bikes are in the front yard. Everything's so instant. I can look anything up that I want to. And greatness is, lots of little things done well and it's a process you know i'm not where i want to be but i'm on my way there and that's how it was for me as a coach when i started investing in the process of improvement for my athletes and getting them to understand what that was like we grew exponentially we i mean we grew absolutely exponentially and my athletes benefited from it the entire program took off and so for me that's how I live, right? Like everything is a process. Everything is, and, and and I still haven't mastered that, right? Like I, one of my focus words on a regular basis is patience. That this is, I have to be patient and I have to understand the process and trust the process. Even in this entrepreneurial journey that I'm in now, it's like, you're not going to sell 10,000 books the first month. I want to, but there's a process and you have to have all these little benchmarks along the way and you have to do things the right way. And if you do things the right way, the things that you can control, 
hopefully the outcome will get there. But that's that's what we did in wrestling, right? And so for a lot of athletes, it'd be like, I want to be a state championship. I want to be a state champion wrestler at the beginning of the year. And I'm like, that's a fantastic goal, but let's focus on what our process is. Let's make sure that we're doing the things that we can control. I'm going to stay after every practice for 30 minutes each day. I'm going to run three times a week. I'm going to aim to never let my weight get above this, the process, the process, the process. And so for me, if I can, you know, really attribute one thing to, to the overall success that I had with the coach was, my process, getting my athletes to believe in the process. And it, I still do that today. So it's huge. I love that. And, and too, like I hear, so like, um, I know so, some um, sales professionals who have sold over a may have made over a million dollars a year in selling. Um, Ian Koniak is one of them. And, and one of the, the, his big things and one of the biggest lessons that I learned from all of my podcast episodes is focusing on your outputs and not your outcomes, because you yeah. can't, you can't always control like, Hey, I, the way it could be raining outside. But and I could have got gotten prepared for some kind of event this whole time. But at the end of the day, I can't control what's actually going on there. I can't be frustrated about it. It is what it is. However, the importance of focusing on those outcomes is so crucial. But when you're when you're talking to a 16 year old high school student, they're like, "Man, what do you know, coach? Like, I want to win a championship. How do you go about selling them on your on that vision, knowing that you have walked that walk before, but knowing that they're that the that student is probably going to be stubborn and not want to do that? Yeah. So Tyler, that's a really good question. And that's the sauce, right? That's the secret sauce. It's these athletes, these students, this is what we do. This is what I do up in school. And number one, they've probably never been talked to this way before about process oriented. They're not getting that same verbiage or that same vocabulary at home nine times out of 10, um, unless they have a parent who's like, you know, coaching or high, high achieving, whatever, like it, it, it's a journey. And it's a journey that I say to them, we're going to take this journey together. Like I need you to trust in me. And so I think it goes like this, right? Like it's, it's not trust the process, it's know the process. I have to teach them the process. So when they know the process and they can see it, I almost create a roadmap for you. When we create this roadmap together, it's a little bit more manageable and it's a little bit more easy for them to understand in school, right? Like the old adage is when students ask you why, that's a sign of disrespect. And I'm like, no, I want you to ask me why. Ask me why, because if you ask me why, there's a level of, uh, curiosity there, but there's also a level of like, I'm in, I, I bought into this. I at least I'm at least invested a little bit. And so you're paying attention, right? <laughs> you're paying attention and I've got you, I've got you where I want you. So when my wrestlers would say, why are we doing this? Why do you have me doing this? I, I want them to know because they need to know the process. And so I think that was really the tough thing, but it's, it's the important thing is teach them the process, let them learn the process. So then they can finally trust the process. That's huge. But that's what teaching is. That's what coaching is, you know? And I think a lot of people sometimes just think young adults should just have this stuff. And let's just be honest. Like, it's not that it was, we're 2023. It's, it, it is that, but like, I didn't have this when I was 15. I, I didn't understand the process when I was 15. 15-year-olds aren't supposed to. 16-year-olds aren't supposed to. It's our job as coaches to teach them through it and teach them how. Yeah, that's Ooh. unbelievable. And, the, and there's so many, like, you should rewind just that the past couple of minutes because whether you're a high school student right now listening to this, college athlete, or even uh, even somebody, uh, uh, the parent of one of those or uh, whoever it is, there are things to learn about coaching and mindset and, and, um, cre and, under and trust 
right? Trusting your leadership and your vision, right? Because a lot of people don't, and you're not going to get those good, the best outputs unless you believe in your heart what you're doing and having a sound why to it, right? And every every time you, when you're doing something for your athletes, you need to have a sound why behind you do it. And you have to be ready for explaining that. The same thing that goes with if you're, if I'm asking you a sales question and somebody says, uh, well, why do you ask that? If you don't have a good answer, you lose a lot of credibility right there and then. So, so just to, to kind of illustrate that point and trying to tie it back to business and life, no matter, no matter what, the skills that you're developing as this high school athlete, as this college athlete, and the habits and all those things that you could develop are going to be brought later on and they are going to be foundational to your success. So um, I know it went on a little soapbox there, but you get me all pumped up about this, Dan. Um, now let's talk a little bit more about, um, there's a couple other things you mentioned as well uh, before we jump into the actual planner. Um, you mentioned that you wrapped your identity in being this high school athlete. And I think a lot of people, I wrap themselves into their work and their success. And again, those outcomes. So what kind of, what, what's your best piece of advice of being able to not wrap yourself up in, uh, or wrap your identity around something that maybe isn't healthy or isn't true to yourself? Yeah, I think, I think that's a really, really important thing for, for not just athletes, right? For people who are musicians, for people who are actors and actresses for people um, who do things, you know, it's like, this is what I do. It's not who I am. And I think that's the best piece of advice that I can give people. Like this is, this should not, um, this should not like be what people see you as they should see you as this is Dan. Who's a great guy who gives generously to others. Who's a really, really uh, hard worker. Excuse me. But and he wrestles instead of being like that's Dan the wrestler and that's kind of who I let myself believe that I was. Uh, and then when that wrestling was gone, I had to take some time to to dig deep and say, well, what's your value system, Dan? Like, what is it that what is it that you value? Okay, you value hard work, you value family, you value uh, you know being a good citizen in the community. And and okay, let's get back to that. We need to get back to that because just because you're not wrestling anymore doesn't change that foundation. And so I would say, you know. That's that's what you do. It's not who you are. Uh, that's really, really important for a lot of young athletes and just young pe people in general. Like, don't let this define you, you know, so I think that's no, important. absolutely. And it's all that's a like a like the growth mindset or something. Right. Like, I mean, you're always trying to to better yourself. And, and really, um, I think it ties well into the the mental health side of things, too, because it's not. Um, it's really unhealthy to identify to identify yourself as that, especially knowing that you won't be that forever. You're not going to be that a high school wrestler forever. So the question that I would have is like, well, what happens when you're done, right? You're going to be, you're still taking all those things that you're learning about being a good human. And you want to take those things moving on, moving forward. I guarantee you that there's things that you learn from your uncle when mm. you're bricklaying to that you're still using now that you're still like, you don't realize that you don't know the first time that you're going to be walking or running, but like yep. it just happens right yep. over time. So that, that same thing with those habits. And I think it's, it's really important to focus on now. One final question before we talk about the planner, because I think it, it, um, it, it this same type of question goes along with some of the, the athletes that you have as well, college versus not going to college. That's a tough question. Or what am I going to do with my life? Right. So when you were going, when you were going to, um, when you were trying to decide, like, am I going to go to University of Delaware or not? What was that final determining factor that you were like, 
this is why I want to do this. And then the other question with that as well is when you're <clears throat> in with history, did you have any thoughts or visions into what you wanted to do later or was it just something that you liked? Yeah. So two, two really big questions there. In my household, it was like, you go to college, right? My, my dad didn't go to college. My uncles didn't go to college, but my mom was a teacher and, it, and the deal was you go to college. And I look back now and I'm like, it was really the right decision for me, but I don't know that I would always tell people to go to college. Uh, I, I think you have to really look at it from a lens of like, what do I want to do in life? And what, what, what are the steps that need to get me there? Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I really didn't. I mean, I graduated high school and I went to college because I thought that's what we were supposed to do. That's what I had to do. But I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. I had toyed around with the idea of being a, a state trooper, getting into the FBI and then teaching over here. It was like one of those two things. But <clears throat> I, I didn't really have like this defined career path because again, I was so tied up in what this identity was of Dan the wrestler um, that I didn't really have this this vision for where I wanted to go. So I, I think that's really, really important. Um, and I think for, I come from a really supportive household too. Like we were having these conversations, but I wasn't necessarily hearing. Right. So I, it worry, it not worries me. It, 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 I wonder what happens in households where those conversations aren't being had or they don't know how to be had. We, we like as a society really need to get 14, 15, 16 year olds at the table and having conversations about like, what are you passionate about? And I think that's what it really comes down to. What are you passionate about? What can you like talk all day long for? And I can talk all day long about helping students and helping athletes. That's my passion, right? That's what like, that's what keeps me up. I, I like my Fridays, I, I tell everybody this, my Mondays and my Saturdays look the same because I'm so excited to go to school. And so I know that I found the right path and the right job now, but I didn't know it at the time. No, um, and that's, yeah, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, 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 but that, I mean, and then so that was really it, right? Like, so what was the path for me to get to that was really convoluted. And it was like, well, I gotta, I gotta, I don't want to do this. I, I thought I was going to be a state trooper. So even those four years in, in college, like I did not, um, I, I didn't really have any clarity until the minute I graduated. And that was it. Like I still, I didn't, those four years were so just kind of like fly by the seat of your pants. And I'm like, I'm looking back and I'm like, man, if I had a really clear path, maybe my result would have been the same. Um, but it was a discovery moment. And so I think, you know, that's important. I'm lucky that I came out the way that I did with the job that I love, because again, like it, some people don't. And, and I think that's really important. And I wish I would have known a little bit earlier what I was extremely passionate about. Yeah. And that's, you know, I have these same kind of conversations, those like those early discovery conversations, like my 17 year old cousin was, was like, Hey, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I'm like, cool, let's, let's talk. And some of the first things we talked about were, what are you passionate about? What do you, what do you do good at school? And talk to me about, just tell me about some of your first jobs. Like, what'd you do? And it's like, oh, well I did this and I love this. And I was a lifeguard and I helped people and I, whatever. So you're, oh, but I like math. So then it's like, okay, well you like math and you like doing this. Have you considered X, A, B, and C, or, yeah. you know, I recommend it go, go take a personality assessment and it could give you job recommendations. And I'll, I'll drop one of those in the, um, uh, in the show notes here as well for one that I did. Cause I have an interesting story there, but not enough about me with that. Um, but interestingly enough though, that same conversation that I'm having with that, that my 17 year old cousin, I'm talking to with the 
70-year-old neighbor down the street who has kids that are uh, that, who is overseeing their, their kids or that 50-year-old who has been at the same job for 20 years and wants to do something different, you know? So uh, you need to find uh, – the way that I look at it is like I – you know, for those who don't know my story, I studied exercise physiology and I, I did my bachelor's degree and my master's degree. And the way that I found out why I wanted to study that – was just sitting on my parents' couch. It was like, what do I want to do? Uh, I like exercise and I'm a little overweight and I want to get healthy. So I'm going to do this. And then I, and I'm like, but I could always switch later if I want to. So I did that and I did my master's and I will never regret, regret the, what I learned there. And I could talk to you all day about research and like all the things that I teaching and all these things that I am going to take with me. So the big lesson there is no matter what you do, no matter how you get there, you need to take those skills yeah. um, and, and be able to implement them. But to my point is, I thought I knew what I wanted to do. I had really great supportive parents, but my dad is a brick mason and my mom is a secretary. They didn't know the different things that I could have done. And a lot of people don't, people don't have that. So even when you have some of the best intentions, you don't always have that guidance, you know? And then, so I had, so I got to pick something that I was really passionate about. So I was happy about that decision. But the other part of it is I know it didn't align to when I, when I was graduating, it didn't know what I could have made financially didn't align to the lifestyle that I wanted to have or align to having a graduate studies. So that's where I made the shift into to sales. And it, it, it you know, it, you know, my, my story goes from there. But the point being is that um, you have to think about what is the, the lifestyle that you want to live as well as what your passion is, and then try to find a job that's going to accommodate for that. Because you could love painting pictures on my whiteboard over here and I could be really good at it, but if, I, but that won't pay my bills. Correct. So, so there is some, there is a happy balance in there as well. But to your point, I couldn't agree more that I, I really think that there needs to be something to help some of those kids. Yeah. For any, sure. any thoughts and feedback on anything that I just rumbled about there? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, I think, I think your lifestyle is a really important one. And I, you know, I didn't pick a teacher. Nobody picks being a teacher to make a lot of money, you or, know? Um, so you, you just, yeah, it, you just, it's just, it doesn't happen. And so for me, it's like, well, what else can I, what else do I do? Like, like, but it's always been about like the passion and, and my cup is full every day when I get home from work. And so like that has slid, like it slides the scale for me. Right. So it's like, man, what I, I'd love to be able to travel all over Europe and have the money to be able to do those things. But the reality is I also still am so passionate about what I'm doing and I'm, I love it so much that I can, I can make the sacrifice a little bit. And I think that's an important thing too, is you have to be honest about what you're doing and why you're doing it. And I think that's exactly what you just said. Like lifestyle is important for me. Yeah. You're why, right? Lifestyle is important for me. I need to be able to have this and this and this. I'd like to be able to do these things, but man, I really like this. This is my, this is my bread and butter. I love the difference I make here. So I'm going to compromise a little bit and not take on as, as much of a salary because I, I love this so much. And you know what? If I want to go pick up a side job so I can go to Italy and do these things, then I'll do that. But I'm, you know, and I think that's the tough part is just be honest about where you are in life. Be honest and and be transparent and uh, and reflect and 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 uh, if you do those things in every decision you make, you're going to be okay. So yeah, I love that, and it's it's really I think that if we're tying this into a nice bow, it's really just being self aware and having some level of self awareness and studying and really being able to re reflect on what you do like and and look at some of those trends over time right i feel like we do these things or we i see a lot of people who will sacrifice you know i've seen it on all spectrums where you know you hear like gary vaynerchuk or people like that saying hey i know the happiest person in the world makes $37,000 a year 
but they're happy doing that and they're happy spending time doing whatever. So that's good for them. I've also seen people sell their soul to make money and they're just miserable human beings. So, you know, there is that happy balance, but really just comes down to what kind of life do I want to live and why is that the case? And then you could start backing some of those decisions in. All right. So you've done all these cool things around um, habits and mindset, and it leads up to what you're doing right now with the Win Today Planner. So talk to me a little bit more about why you started this in the first place and what that journey has looked like so far. Yeah, uh, journey is a really good word to describe it. Um, I, I've always had a little bit of an entrepreneurial side to me. I, I've had a couple of little businesses, but uh, most of the time I was coaching and that was my priority, right? Coaching and teaching. So I stepped away from coaching uh, a year before I started the planner or the year before I started the planner, but I wasn't done coaching. I was still working with a lot of athletes in our high school. I was running some uh, what we call culture clubs. Uh, we would do book studies in the mornings. Uh, leadership series, all these different things. And I'm working with these awesome athletes, high school age athletes. And I, I I just kept thinking to myself, there has to be another way to make a bigger impact for when they leave me, like while they're there for that hour, once a week in the morning, they're rock stars, man, they're really good. We would have some feedback. We'd have a group chat and everything was great. But I'm like, what's a, what's a way that I can help them outside of this time? And I'm like, all right, you're with them for an hour. What can you do to get those other 23 out? Oh, a, a planner, something. How can we structure it to make these habits and routines permanent? And um, I had done something similar with some of my wrestlers where we would do a lot of journaling. We would do planning. We would do all this stuff. And it was huge because they had never done it before. And so I was on my way to a conference in Seattle and I was talking to a colleague and I said, I think I want to start a planner for, for student athletes. I don't know what it looks like but there's some things that I think they really need to work on. And a lot of it kind of stems from what I did personally during COVID, right? I needed structure. I need, I'm a, I'm a 36 year old guy who still needs a lot of structure and routine. I was, I would wake up every morning and I would, I would read, I would uh, write down morning gratitude. I would plan for the day. I would, you know, be very intentional about my, my days. And it was like, it was awesome for me. And I'm like, if this works for me as a 36 year old adult, I guarantee it can work for, for student athletes. So I landed in from the conference in Seattle and within three days I had a rough draft and I knew what I wanted to put in this planner. I knew what was important. Uh, in fact, I have, I ordered a hundred copies of this rough draft. I have it laying. I hear, here it is. Uh, I just sell it today. This is big, cheap, disgusting looking thing. Uh, when the day planner with this little insert. And um, that was, it's just funny for me to look at that because the frame and the shell, it's so similar to the final product with a little bit of polishing. And um, so I started using it myself a little bit. And I'm like, I love this. This is this is liquid gold. Like, this is absolute gold. I think athletes will really, really benefit from this. And uh, the, it's been a journey since that time. So uh, that's kind of the backstory. I love that. It's so cool because you're saying, hey, how do I make more of an impact? I see, I see that this is a big problem. This is a problem that you have. And you want to try to, you can't just expand Dan outward. You could have more sessions with other students, which is great, but that can't infinitely scale. The fact that you have this big, this big journey of being able to help other people that way is really inspiring. Now let's talk about, um, and I think the other thing that's really important that we, that we should hone in on is you had this thought, but then you actually acted on it. Yeah. What finally drove you to, to make that final act? Because a lot of people have a lot of great thoughts every day, but they don't act on them. Yeah. Tell me about what made you do that. 
So I'm a guy who does, right? Like I, I act first and I think fifth second and I'm like, well, what does it hurt, right? So what if I spend a couple hundred dollars to have somebody's printed and I just give them to my athletes? I'm a couple hundred dollars out, who cares? And they love them. But it, this is weird. This is kind of strange. And uh, while I was in the airport in uh, on my way to Seattle, I was talking about this stuff. And I looked one thing up on my phone, student athlete planner or something like that. And then just like we all do, right? I got like social media marketed. I got like, next thing you know, I'm getting these ads on Instagram for something similar that's already out. And I'm like, this is odd. There's This is out there, right? And I'm looking at this and I'm like, and I don't say who the people are, but I'm like, this is junk. You know, this thing stinks. These are people just trying to make a dollar because they're not putting real value to this. They're they're just putting a couple blank pages and hoping student athletes can do this. But the reality is, as a teacher, I know I have to walk them through these steps and I have to tell them what they're, why are we doing this? I start with, you have to know why they're doing this. Um, and so you know, once I saw what else was out there and I was like, I, I can make a better product for, for, and that, that will make an impact because the reality is this, right? Like a lot of these things people make, and if there's no value to them, they end up in the bottom of somebody's gym bag. And I don't want that. I want this to be valuable to people. Um, so I really put a lot of like thought into what we were doing uh, that, that, so it, we don't stay in the bottom of somebody's gym bag. And that, I think that's really important. No, I love it. You want to be actionable. And I think that that's so cool. And I was grinning from ear to ear as you, um, as, uh, when you were talking about that, because I hear this experience of when you're that young coach learning your way. And I hear the the experience that you have on the teaching side of things saying, I could do this better. That combined with a passion for making an impact is what makes this thing so cool. What makes me really excited about it now. Yeah. Talking about this win today planner, um, you're talking about like your main premise here is I want to help people with goals and habits and give them these this framework of what they could use for the rest of their lives. Yeah. What types of skills and habits are you trying to teach that person that you think is important to expand outward? Yeah, so it's important to know that this is really geared towards like the high school age and college age athlete. <clears throat> the skills that the planner is teaching student athletes is how to do these things. It's the goal that they're setting is obviously really important, but it's more about learning the process of doing these things. That's way more important. Like I need you to invest in yourself for 18 weeks and see what doing these things can do for you in the sport, because if they can do them for you in your high school sport, they can do them for you when you're in college and they can do it for you when you're starting a job. And these are transferable skills that I think everybody can benefit from. And I think really that's, that's what I'm aiming for, right? It's like, yes, I want to help you attain that goal of winning a state championship or, or running a PR or, you know, swimming the 50 free and this, we want that. But really what we want is we want to teach you how to be a, the highest level of achieving young adult that we can. We want you to have these skills. So when you get that safety net's gone, i.e. back when I went to the University of Delaware, there are some tools in your toolbox that you can refer to and say, hey, I've been here before. I don't know. I know how to do this stuff. It's finals week. I know how to manage my time. It's, you know, uh, my, my, my bills are due. I know how to get things written down and make sure that I have an actionable plan. And those are the things that I think it's really valuable for is teaching them how to do this stuff, teaching them, and I'm going to go back to this, teaching them the process so the outcome will happen. You know, so I think yes. that that's really the important part. 
Yep. And I actually, I don't know if you're reading my notes here, if you're shared on this, but I was saying that state championship or whatever that goal is, is a byproduct of great habits, great goals, and being able to set that big goal into manageable, or if we're going to get cheesy with the the smart principles of goal setting yeah. or whatever, right? Um, it needs to be manageable and it, it needs to be something that I could attain and that I could go reflect on as well. So I think that that part is, is cool, which I'll, I'll talk to you about as well. But if nothing else, I think that one of the big things about even just putting yourself through that 18 weeks or whatever it is, is it's showing you that you could do hard things. And even as a, you know, even as a, a seller, right. Or, or whatever, what, what, you know, what, when you're going through hard things at work or hard things in life, it's, Hey, I've been through tough times before. I know that I could get through it much like you were just saying before, but that mindset or being able to say, Hey, I have noticed that anytime I had a, a downfall or a failure or something in my life, I realized that that triggered some type of change, which ultimately ended up being a blessing or some people even turn some of these failures into superpowers yep. because of that, the changing of the habits or the results or whatever that case is. But I think it really comes back to trying to harness that mindset in the, in the, um, the reflection side of things too. Now, um, some, Tyler, some of- can I, can I, can I jump back and I, I want, I think you, you just said something that's really important. And I don't want to let it go. I think it, that, that's so true, right? Like it's when you talk about like baseball players who go into a slump, you know, they can work through this all they want, but this, it really comes down to self-efficacy. Like I have, I know what it takes to hit because I've hit before. I, I know how to get through this because I know what I'm doing. Right. Like Kara Lawson, she's the, um, the, the the head basketball coach at Duke uh, women's basketball team. She has a great video clip of what doing, you have to learn to do hard things. And, you know, in, in every stage of our life, we think, and I can think about this when I'm in high school, oh, it, things are going to get easier when I get to college and and they just don't, right? They're, they're hard. And when I, when I get out of college, things will just get easier once I get a paycheck. And it's like, just none of these things are true. Hard, hard. It only gets harder but you've learned how to do the hard things better. And I think that is what this is all about. So uh, I, I think that was one of the most important things that I see as a teacher. And I really, really aim to like, as a goal for this planner is to learn. I have a tool to do the hard things because life, let's be honest, life is hard. It's supposed to be hard. Like it's not supposed to be easy. And the reality is you're supposed to be better at doing the hard things. And I think that's, you know, I think that's really, really important. Yes, that's amazing. I could you couldn't I couldn't sum it up any better. And I think when you when you were talking about some of those things as well, it reminded me of um like Trey Turner, right? For the for baseball fans out there. Um couple he was playing really bad in the middle of the Phillies season. For anybody who's a Phillies fan or a sports fan, you know that he was it was pretty pretty hard to watch. One day when he showed up to Philly, the Philly fans gave him a standing ovation. And then I don't know exactly what his stats were, but he went on a tear just after like that. Yep. Just knowing that there's people that are there supporting you and giving yep. you that feedback too. How do, is there any ways that you think the planner does that or, or ultimately what's the importance of having people uh, that have your back too? Yeah. I, I think um, I, I, I love the old, the old, uh, I don't know if it's a proverb. I don't know what it is, but, it, but if, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I think that's so, so true. And I think, <clears throat> I think one of the most important things about this planner is like, how is it implemented? Right. So here's a perfect example. My, my 12 year old nephew uses it. And if it was up to him, he wouldn't be writing his homework down ever or anything like that, but it gives him and his dad a chance to kind of come together and have this really cool conversation that's led by him because he's 12 and he knows everything now, right? Like he already maybe 13. Now he knows everything. Dad doesn't know anything. So dad can let go of the, 
uh, of the driver wheel a little bit, the steering wheel just a little bit while the sun takes over. And it gives them a tool to do that. And I, I think that's really important. But even when you look at the high, high school teams, the teams that are implementing this are leading it themselves with the coaches watching and making sure that those guardrails are up. But now it's like now they're in control and they're able to do some do this together and they're traveling in the same direction. They're rowing in the same direction. So if the softball team is all using this, they're sharing common language, right? They have the same word of the week. This week, our word is grit. And everybody's using that same language. It gives you a, a, a tool to be able to create that culture and that, that program together. And I think that's really, really important. So having that, that support system with this planner, whether it be just a parent or a coach or an entire program, I think it's huge, huge, huge. Uh, and we're seeing that with a lot of the teams that we're working with right now. Yeah. Oh my, that's amazing. And it's really like, it's not only cool because you're also facilitating great relationships, like great bonding moments too, both from a team perspective, as well as the, the parent, the father and, and yeah. son relationship there too. So there's a lot more talk about impact and talk about that. I mean, you're, you're, you're really focusing there too. Even since we, um, we initially scheduled this conversation, I noticed when you, when I looked at the planner and I'm, I'm looking this thing out, I'm like, sleep and water. Like those are two things that like that I'm, I was like, I'm not, I know I'm not drinking enough water or I'm not sleeping enough too. Even since that, that little impact of I've been drinking more water recently yeah. too. So you're making you know, even, even for people um, outside of sports, which maybe that could yeah. be a future product down the road, <laughs> um, but, uh, but for, for guys like us, but, uh, but anyway, so, and before this conversation, you were also telling me that you're also starting to um, develop this app and you were telling me um, a little bit more about why that's so important. And it, it some of the cool things about, I, I won't get too much into like the management side of things, which is what yeah. I was excited about, but talk to me about why you <clears throat> the app and then maybe why it's, why switching over to the digital from the, the physical copy that you have. Yeah. So I, I don't want to get carried away with this because I could, I be, I believe that we, as a society, we spend way too much time on our phones. Like I, and I'm guilty of it. I think there's a positive side and I think there's a negative side. If we're filling our brain with really positive things from our phone, then I'm all for it. But the reality is most of our students are not. They're, they're mindlessly scrolling. They're listening to things that are making them bitter instead of better. It's just it's just the reality of it. So <clears throat> my goal here was paper and pencil. I want it to be the paper and pencil alternative to digital apps. But what I realized is my why, why, why I did this is because I want student athletes to see the power of planning and goal setting. And if it if it meant that I had to create an app to get to a huge population, then I was going to do that. And I, and I, I said, I'm, this is it, right? I'm, I, I, if I'm missing a huge population because they're on their phones, let me at least get to them and show them that we can be on our phones to be positive. If that makes sense. So I developed, we're, we're in the process of developing this app. We're, we're just a couple weeks away from our, our soft launch and, and hopefully at the beginning of February, we're ready to go. But I think it's really important because the phones don't leave most students' pockets, right? Like, you know, they don't ever lose them. They never lose their phone. They're Definitely gonna not. They're going to lose their books, <laughs> and they're going to know where it is. And if it if it's the tool is the phone to get them to plan, then I'm all in. So another really important thing here was, like, we wanted coaches, and this is what you were kind of talking about. I wanted coaches to be able to see live time what their athletes were doing, right? So if the soccer team is um, using their planner on their phone, and 
they're all tracking their sleep time. Now the coach can see kind of weekly trends and say, hey, listen, our team's only averaging five hours of sleep a, a, a night. That's not good. we got to make some changes. Rather than having to go look at everybody's planner on a Monday when they meet together and say, look, let me see, let me see, let me see. So it's a little bit lot more live time and a little bit more live action, but it's also kind of going to create a community uh, around like-minded athletes who are all kind of on the shared journey together of, of developing healthy habits and positive habits and, and, uh, and, and kind of seeing the transformation that it's doing for them and their programs. So we're super, super excited about it. It has been another step in our journey trying to figure out coding language and all this stuff, but uh, it, it, it's been, it's been really enjoyable. Yeah. And that's so, it's so interesting here because it's where we're talking to the gym teacher who grew up as a bricklayer who is now <laughs> figuring yeah. out a, a how to develop the backside yeah. of a website page or a, an application, right? Like if you look back in your, your 17 year old bricklayer self, you would have never thought you're doing that, but you're still using those same things, which I think is just, is just so important on it. Everything as well. Now with this app specifically, right? Who are the people that would benefit? Like when you're having some of these, these conversations, like I know you mentioned, you're talking to like um, athletic directors or um, various coaches or, um, or, or people like that. Like, who sees the most benefit from, from this? If I was talking to that athletic director or that coach specifically. Yeah. So I, I, I would say an athletic director has a vested interest in this uh, mainly because, you know, your, your not to speak for them, but like the, your job reflection is what your teams are doing, right? If your GPA, it, it, it's the end of the first semester and you're on social media right now and you see every athletic director, hopefully sharing their teams, their their programs gpa you know uh really proud of our student athletes first semester with a 3.8 gpa that's a huge thing they want those things they need those things right this is why we're student athletes and not just athletes so the ability for you know to have a grade tracking piece in here where the coach can see you recording your grades in live time is really important it's going to benefit your program it's going to benefit the athletic directors it's also going to like athletic director and coach wise I, I say this to everybody like we're not necessarily creating better athletes for you. We're creating better students and better people for you so you can coach a better version and make them into better athletes. They're coming to you better without bad, without some of the baggage, without, you know, they're getting appropriate sleep. They're off their phones more. They're setting goals outside of practice. They're learning how to better be a better teammate. They're reflecting more appropriately. Like, so I'm not necessarily building better athletic skills, but I'm building better people with this planner which by default is going to benefit the coach and going to benefit the, the athletic program. So, you know, we, we've sold to numerous uh, athletic programs who love it because it's, it's building team culture in their teams, their programs, their GPAs are higher, you know, there's a, a better sense of camaraderie. And I mean, we had a program that had a, had a, uh, like a, like a, incoming freshman day and they were advertising this to all the incoming look at what we do with this planner this is part of our culture this is what we do and the freshmen loved it so uh it's definitely a a an athletic director dream and a coach's dream um and you know we're, we're getting some amazing feedback from those people that's amazing and i just like yeah i keep thinking back to like my tech background you're almost setting the like operating system like the healthy habit operating system for these student athletes so maybe that could be one of your taglines or something yeah, i like but, that actually um, i i, I love you know because we're we, we, like you were saying you want to develop these athletes or these human beings and then they're the better version of themselves that's the same as who's what's that operating system or what's that foundation we want to build this really strong foundation so that sure. you 
develop them into that athlete. So yeah. um, that's why I, everybody know who's listens to the show knows that I'm all about building those foundations. Yeah. Um, and two, I just love the fact, like, I think it's going to be so fun to see your journey um, into this entrepreneurship because just the way that you're telling this problem, uh, the, the story, you're such a natural storyteller and you're saying, Hey, this is what their problems are. And this is some of the benefit. This is, Hey, this is what's important to you. Athletic director, right? You, you, it's good. It's not going to look good if your athletes aren't getting good grades <laughs> and you, you're perfectly or like you're, you're being able to, to, it helps to, to sell your main premise of like, this is why this is important. It's tying back to some of their, their big goals too. So I think that that's, um, and, and just like some of the, the, the stories are just incredible too. So thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Now, on that same vein, as we're starting to wrap up, love to talk about the biggest lesson that you've had so far in your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I, so I, I do some training. This is a, the Renaissance gym teacher here. I, I do some social emotional learning training for our state. If you asked me what SEL was five years ago, I, I actually didn't know when somebody asked me to do an SEL training. I googled it, and then I, now I train the state, numerous schools in the state, because I googled it and figured it out, but. You used the word earlier, so too, where self-awareness. And I, I think being self-aware has been really, really important. And self-aware in that what is the problem that you're actually trying to solve and why are you trying to solve it? If you're trying to do this purely to make money, then your passion project is gone and you're a phony fraud and people will see right through that. But that's it's how coaching the commission is. Breath, yeah, exactly right? right. That's how coaching is too. If you're literally just coaching to just win, You'll get some wins, but the reality is you won't go far for long. You, you, this is about student athletes and 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 their well-being and and their growth. But so for me, being self-aware, number two, again, trusting the process. Like I've I've got vision boards where I've written things down, and like there's hurdles along the way. This is a microcosm for life. There are struggles. There's been hurdles. There's been unforeseen circumstances, um, and you have to take those things head on and, and you're going to get through them if, if you're passionate enough and if your systems are in place and if you have good people around you, which I do. And it, it's like this journey that I'm on in entrepreneurial world is exactly the journey that we're hoping that these student athletes can go through and develop, you know, because it's the same thing. I got to learn the process. I got to, I have to trust the process. I have to go through hard things. I have to, uh, I have to self-reflect and say, Dan, why are you doing this? I have to be self-aware um, and, and I have to communicate with people and say, what is it that you need and what do you see valuable here? And what do you not see valuable here? What can I do better? Like all of these things are just life skills. Uh, so it's been, it's been so enjoyable for me for that exact question. The journey for me has been really like, it's almost like a pilgrimage. Like I'm, I'm learning a lot about myself and I'm like, you're doing these exact same things that you're asking these student athletes to do. And uh, it's been really, really enjoyable. Dan, I just, I just, I, I'm looking at you, but I see 23 year old Dan, who's learning those same oh, things. That coach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so true though, but nothing is changing over time, but you, you are doing the things that you are going through this journey and you're talking about all those hard things that you're trying to teach these other people yep. to get through, because guess what? You are still facing those same things. That's it. Those same levels of adversity and potential failure. Right now, you just talked about that. So yeah. again, it's to this exact moment, you're learning those, you're teaching those same skills that you learned then. They're so important now. So exactly. uh, final question I love to ask, um, there, I don't think there's a better spot to, to end this conversation, um, even though I, could, I wish we'd keep talking. 
If you were teaching a college 101 class based upon all of your previous life and work experience, what would you teach and why? <laughs> um, wow, that, that's a really good question. I, I, I would, I, so it's, this is kind of a funny story and I'll try to be quick with it. I, um, to go back to my journey at the University of Delaware, <clears throat> I planned my senior year out perfectly. So I had exactly the number of credits I needed to graduate. Everything was good. I passed all my classes. Everything's great. I graduate. My mom was always a little bit worried about it. She, on that Monday, she got a letter in the mail saying I was one credit short of graduating. And the reason being is the University of Delaware, uh, the spring semester of my sophomore year, there was a, a clerical error. When I dropped the class, they only subtracted two credits rather than three. And that I would need to make up a credit in order to have my my uh, my diploma confirmed. So I took a class. I was angry at University of Delaware, so I took a class at a local community college called Mastering College Life. It was a one-credit course. It was a prerequisite to get into the community college, but it transferred to University of Delaware. And uh, I tell that story because um, I, I, I would teach a class like that uh, not maybe not mastering college life, but I would I would say mastering life in in who you are, right? Like I'm on this never ending journey to like try to better myself, and I fall down so many times, and I'm like, you got to be better at this, and you got to be better at this, and I think that's just a journey that all of us are on, and I think the more times we can get up, and the further we can travel without falling down again, uh, it leads to the most successful life, and I think. Uh, I would love to teach a course about that to students where like that life is life is hard and you need to figure out how to do it with good people around you, with good morals, with good safeguards, uh, with good bumpers in place like your bowling. And uh, and and um, if you do these things, if you have these systems set up and you have a strong foundation, you can take on anything. And uh, so that would be my course. I'm sure they don't offer a course called Mastering Life, but that that would for me that would be uh, that would be the the jam that I would go for for sure. Yeah, and I think you're I think you're actually teaching this um, as you go along <laughs> here as well. So um, so I really appreciate that. Where could people learn more about you, Win the Day Planner, your journey, and everything else you have going on? Yeah, so we uh, we have a website called WinTheDayPlanner.com. We're in the middle of kind of revamping that a little bit, but it's still active right now. Uh, and we also have a pretty heavy presence on Instagram. Just uh, search for Win the Day Planner. Uh, we post a lot of our uh, our webinar videos similar to this on there and uh, a lot of uh, informational things. So winthedayplanner.com or uh, winthedayplanner on Instagram. Dan, thank you so much. Tyler, thanks for having me, man. It was a blast.